Welcome to the podcast of Sozo Church. For more information about Sozo, please visit sozosmtx.com. So I'm really excited to be with you today. I, um, I get to teach on and talk about something that is actually really Um, that I'm really passionate about. And last week, Joel talked about the seeds of purpose and identity being planted in the soil of your heart. And today I wanna talk about what does it look like to actually live fully alive? What does your soil need to look like? And so I think what I was sensing um, that God was saying before we started that even the word fully alive for some of you in the room or watching online can offend your mind and you can honestly already reject the message before it comes across. Because I think sometimes when we are not living fully alive, when we don't feel like we are living fully alive, any thought or concept of what that would be or success in someone's life, we tend to prejudge why that's happening to them, and why it would never happen to us. And so today, before we get started, I feel like the Lord is saying that if you're, there might be some watching online or in the room, and you would say, when I say the word fully alive, you would discount yourself immediately. And I just wanna say to you in the name of Jesus that that is a lie and it is not true. That God has created you to live fully alive in every circumstance that you are facing and that you are in, and that he has given you grace upon grace upon grace to thrive where he has called you to. And so I just encourage you to lean in with your heart. Sometimes our mind doesn't want us to lean in, but I just encourage you, even if you have to reposition yourself in your seat as a sign of faith, I want you to lean in because God has got something for you today. So many of you know, if you follow me on social media at all, that I have a great Dane, St. Bernard, and she's about this tall. I was gonna bring a picture, but I didn't. I should have because she's so cute. Um, She's about this tall and she's so sweet. Um, Her three favorite things, and this probably is like most dogs, but I think because she's so big, she's like a human, and so it makes it even more cute. I have a little white one too, but the big one is like cuter than the white one. I'm sorry, no offense. But um, so her three favorite things um, is attention. If she does not get it the way that she wants attention, she will literally come and rub her head against your leg and then she like tries to go through your legs and she's this tall, it's a whole thing. She loves attention. Um, If she doesn't get enough throughout the course of the day, she does this like weird whiny thing. Um, Another thing she loves is going for walks. If we do not take her for a walk once a day, we are gonna pay for it. Um, And then last but certainly not least, she loves peanut butter. I mean, if you have ever been at my house and it is time to get her to come downstairs, all we have to do is open the peanut butter jar. And if she's really asleep upstairs, because it's kind of late, we have to say peanut butter, and you can, she's like 140 pounds. And here she comes down the steps. Um, But every day, almost every day, we take her for a walk. And there is a specific trail that um, we walk on in our neighborhood. 
And it's this sidewalk that kind of goes between what's supposed to be a green space. And in the springtime, that green space is so beautiful. Like it's, you know, like, and and it's not, it it doesn't have um, sprinklers. It's just kind of wild green space. They keep it mowed, but it's really pretty. Um, But as the summer has gone along, the grass has turned brown and then, you know, our Texas summers get really long and really hot. And so now that soil along the path is, there's no grass there and the cracks in the soil are so deep that I can put my foot through it and I cannot see the bottom of the crack. Like it's, and I have tried to put my foot in it because I've I'm not just saying that. I was like, hmm, wonder what this is like. Um, so, uh, and it's, yeah, really deep. And the, it's very crumbly, like it's kind of odd. And so I, I'm always struck by this like gaping cracks in the soil. And I wonder if we were to take a look at the soil of our heart, what would it look like? There's different seasons in our life that we have. Sometimes we are completely like green, alive, and then other times we feel like we've gone through a really long summer. And Texas summers are really long. And I wonder if some of our hearts have got cracks in them that look like the crack in the soil that I, that I walk by and look at each day. And I wonder how those cracks have gotten there. See, we're each so different. We each have a different story, and your story of how maybe the green grass stopped growing when you were a child, because maybe something happened to you. Maybe your green grass stopped growing and the the soil started getting really dry when you were in college. Maybe it's in your marriage. But I wonder, is our soil of our heart cracked? And it's got such gaping holes in it that we could put a foot through it. And I wonder, when our soil gets that dry, sometimes soil will become, um, it will actually start rejecting the water that it so desperately needs. See, it forms this coating around it, and, and all that soil needs is a fresh rain. But after months and weeks and years of being so dry, it starts to repel the very thing that it needs. And I wonder in our own hearts how many times we can look inward, and maybe not our entire heart is this way, but maybe there's a portion of it, or maybe it's the whole thing, but we can say, I, I want to come into church, and, and, and we have this amazing worship, and And there's breakthrough that was starting to happen. And the message was just, you know, I I heard some truth in that. And I went down and I got prayer. And But why doesn't this last longer than an hour after I leave the service? Why in my everyday life with my kids and with my family and in my workspace and with the things that I'm actually facing, why why does my soil not come together? Because the places that are, the the seeds that are planted in the soil of your heart, seeds of identity and purpose, it needs moisture to grow. And so I think we wrestle then um, with this 
idea of what's wrong with me. So now the enemy comes in and says, well, let me tell you what's wrong with you. And he tries to give us this narrative of all the things that we've done wrong in our life, all the experiences experiences that have happened to us. And then we begin to create a defense mechanism like the soil rejects the water. Now we are going to start rejecting the very thing in our life that we need the most, which is our father. And so, and community around us. And so we create these defense mechanisms because our soil has been so dry and so cracked for so long. But I want you to know that there is a fix for the soil. See, the soil that I see when I walk Gracie in the spring will like, so we, you know, we don't really have like real winter. We just have like fall and fall and then a little fall and spring. And so one day when spring happens and rain starts coming down, it will, the soil will start to come together because the beauty of spring is oftentimes it gives us a slow, gentle, steady rain all throughout April. What is it? April showers bring May. Yeah, for the rain. And so the soil that I see that is so cracked that I can stick my foot in, one day will come back together, but it has to wait for the seasons to change. But I wanna tell you something. The soil of your heart does not have to wait for your season to change. Because the difference between the soil that I see in the ground and the soil of your heart is Jesus. And Jesus can come in and give you water every day. He can give you the slow and steady water that will actually break through the defense mechanisms that you have put around you. He'll break through the the heartache and your circumstances. And in his slow, steady reign, he'll say, even in the worst of days for you, you can live fully alive. And someone needs to hear that in the worst of days, you can live fully alive because your soil is not determined by season shifts. It's not determined by if you have a job or not. It's not determined by if you're well or if you're sick, if your wife has uh, left or if your husband is gone. It doesn't, your circumstances are not determined It does not determine the soil of your heart. Jesus can do that. And so there is a special made grace for you. And I love that we've been talking about Jesus the whole time and all that I could, and singing about him and all I could think about and would just say sometimes was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Because in that name, carries power, it carries weight, it carries authority. And in that name, you, the soil of your heart that is so dry and so cracked can receive fresh water to to begin to mend back together. And so today, I want us to, to read in Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. We're gonna read this together and then we're gonna dive into some things some practical things because you were created to live fully alive. Say, I was created created to live fully alive. alive. That's right. That's, you guys are good. Okay. That was like boisterous. I love it. Okay. Let's read together. Verse one, 
As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and your sin in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and the rulers of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of your flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving wrath. We deserved death. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, has made you alive in Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by the grace of God that you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ, seated him in the heavenly realms and in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming days he might show his incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourself, it is a gift. It's not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared for us in advance to do. Say to do. You were created to live fully alive, to fulfill the purposes, the seeds that he's planted in your life to do good works. He's not asking you to muster up the energy to do good works. He's saying, live fully alive in me and you will do good works. See, it is by the love of our Father who it says is so rich in mercy that has made us alive. It is his position not my experience. Let me say that again. It is his position, not my experience. Today, the soil of your heart might be the driest it has ever been in your life. But your position, the soil of your heart does not determine who he is. Because he is eternal. What we face is temporal. And I think for me, I, I th if you know me really well, or I don't know, you, it's, yeah, you're probably all gonna laugh and be like, yeah, we know this about you. Um, that I'm like a driven type A, I hear the giggles in the room. Personality, I'm like, like, let's go. Like if I have a project or if I have said yes to something, I can like uh, just go too hard, too fast sometimes. You know, it's just a thing that I'm working on, okay? Um, but for me, it's easy to slip into looking at my experience instead of his position. So even in my own business, I can work hard. At church, I can work hard. I can do all the things and I can look at what I'm experiencing around me and forget who he is and his position over my life. That at the end of the day, my ability and my like gift to live fully alive is not determined solely, solely on my efforts, but it's determined by his position and call for me. And whenever we come into alignment in that way, there's that grace that comes on our life and living fully alive is now really fun. I remember last year, this time last year, and I had mentioned it before that John had lost his job. It was actually probably... Um, I think it was, yeah, it was this, this month last year. And so we went on uh, probably 10 months without having an official job. So what our experience showed us 
was that it could have been really scary. But what we had to decide is, are we going to look at our experience or are we going to look at his position? And if we look at his position, that it is a gift, that grace is on our life and it is something that is free for us to receive. So receiving is taking hold of. So he's saying, I, because of my love for you, I'm going to give you a gift and it's called fully alive that you can live in your circumstances fully alive, awake with joy and peace, no matter what your circumstances are. And I'm gonna give that to you. Will you receive it? Will you take it? Will you lay hold of it? Because it's a free gift. He's not gonna cram it down our face. He's not gonna pin us in a corner, be like, I told you to be fully alive. (sighs) come back around the next day. You know what I mean? Like he's like, Um, it's a gift and he's gonna hand it to us. And so when we take the gift of his love for us and salvation and Jesus, and he says, I'm gonna give you this gift and I'm gonna make you fully alive in me. Now he becomes our source. So I think oftentimes what we miss in this idea of being fully alive and, and I can say for myself, the type A, drive, drive, drive. But let's also look at the other side of the coin that maybe it's you struggle with depression. And so maybe when circumstances come, you don't work harder, you do this. I'm gonna cover my face, I can't see it. But regardless of whatever position that you take, being plugged into the source looks the same. And so for us, I, I had this picture the, um, this morning or last night. And I think we've got this skewed idea of what being plugged into the source looks like. So just picture that I have a lamp with the plug. And oftentimes what we do, and specifically when our soil's dry, how many of us know when our soil of our heart is dry and when we are tired, fatigued, burned from the sun, we're exhausted from the long summer, that us plugging into the source sometimes feels harder. So what we do, okay, I have a a plug-in in my hand. What we do is we say, all right, I've got to plug into something. Lauren, I got to plug into you. Help me, please. I can't do it on my own. Okay, worship, I have to plug in. I got to plug into the worship. but it's still not fixing the problem. Okay, my job, I've got to get a new one. I've got to plug into that job because if I plug in there, it's it's gonna fix all my problems. And so we take our, our cord that's designed, it's designed because in Ephesians 1, it talks about how we were created to be sons and daughters adopted into sonship with him, that we're created to plug straight into him. See, our plug-in doesn't work any other way. There's no, it might fit into the things, whatever that is, but there's no power that comes back. And so we plug in over here to a friend and we're like, I need you to be codependent with me to make me happy. And, but, and we look at it and we're like, but it fits, but the source, it fits over here. It's good. I don't know what the problem is. It's your fault, friend. Ah, oh, knew you would. I knew you would hurt me again. See, the soil of my heart's already dry, and this experience with you just made me more dry. Or we go and we plug into the church. 
We plug into the worship set and we're like, it fits, but they didn't give me what I need. So I'm not coming back. They did not, they did not give me what I need and fulfill the desires of my heart. So I knew, I knew church was not for me. Then we go plug into our job. Now we become a workaholic. It fits, it's a good fit, but there's no power that comes back from it. And so oftentimes when we're plugging into the wrong source, we're not getting any power. Therefore, we're also not getting any truth. Because if you receive from the source and if you're plugged in in the right spot, you will start receiving truth in your life that now begins to soften the soil of your heart. So some of us wonder why the soil of our heart is so dry with gaping holes, with wounds from our childhood that we cannot get healed. We're like, I don't, I've tried this over and over again and I come to every conference and I come to Sozo Weekend, which plug in, you should come to Sozo Weekend. We're gonna talk about defense mechanisms and lies, all kinds of stuff. But um, you're like, I come to that, I came to that last year and it didn't fix the gaping hole of my heart. The truth from heaven, when you're plugged into the source, the source, not a conference, power continues to come out of the outlet. There it is, outlet. And from that power, you are going to get a continual um, spoken truth over your life. Because the soil of our heart that is so dry needs a gentle steady rain. It doesn't need a big, huge dose and a bucket of Jesus. Hope that bucket of Jesus helps me through the week. I got the bucket at church. I don't know why by Tuesday I'm dry again. But when we plug into the source and we can receive a bucket of Jesus on Sunday, but when we go home on Monday, we're still plugged into the source and we're receiving the nourishment that we need all week long because it's a conduit. And I, I think about, and in this Ephesians 2, it talks about like trespasses and sins and just the cravings of the flesh and all the, the big words that we have. And, um, but I think about oftentimes when we're plugging into the wrong source, when we're not receiving the gift that he's giving, he's like, daughter, son, here's my gift. Live fully alive. And we're like, no, no, my outlets are full. Like I'm, I'm plugged in all the wrong places. I'm, I'm busy. Um, that we will look around us and see that actually dead things in dead soil produces dead fruit. It doesn't produce life. And sometimes we wrestle with why is my life not producing fruit? Why am I not living fully alive? And why is it not evident to everyone around me? Why do I not wake up in peace? And I wanna encourage you with this, that it is the gentle reign of truth over your life that will have you wake up every morning remembering whose you are, remembering that it is his position, not your experience. See, the soil of our heart needs to receive the truth, and this truth will set us free. So I think sometimes we come into life's seasons. Um, imagine like the soil of your heart being what you maybe you got whenever you were a kid, and 
Some of our, like I said, some of our soils were wounded as a child. Some maybe were fresh and got wounded as an adult, but it's this like, it's your, the soil of your heart has history and it's got a testimony attached to it. And it's something beautiful. Don't ever look at the soil of your heart and reject it because God is creating a testimony in your life. Anyway, um, side point. Uh, so, but there, so last year, I remember um, I was driving to, and I think I might've told you guys this story, but um, I was driving to drop Madison, our oldest daughter, off to college. And so it was like maybe May of last year. And this is about the time that we knew that John's job was quickly coming to a close. And John, wouldn't you have loved to have been in the car? Um, she's crying, I'm crying. I'm like, I cannot comfort you. Like, <laughs> I need to phone a friend. Um, so, um, so we're crying all the way there. Now, if I am not plugged into the source in that moment, when my circumstances look really bleak, then I am not going to have a, and it's gonna be really hard for me to hear the truth of what God is saying and doing in that moment. But I'm driving, praying, praying in my prayer language, praying out loud. I'm like, I'm praying every, every prayer you, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm like, Jesus. And then my tears of angst and fear turned into tears of supernatural strength. Because in that moment, as I'm plugged into the source, coming to him to say, God, I need truth. I need your truth in my moment so that I can live fully alive because my circumstances look pretty bleak. That he starts showing me as I'm driving pictures, narratives, downloads from heaven, and now I am weeping under the goodness of God. And now that truth that he showed me on that drive to Arizona that I like went and I drew it out, I wrote it out, it is still some of the truth that I still stand on today. So without being plugged into the source, our attempts at finding truth through self-help books can actually self-harm. Without being plugged into the source, our attempts at finding truth through more education, another degree, another training will actually backfire into pride. Without being plugged into the source, our attempts at finding truth through efforts, I'm gonna work harder, I'm gonna reject the gift, I'm just gonna work harder to get it, will actually turn into man-pleasing. But see, you have been given an advocate, a spirit of truth that is in your life that will continue to wash over you day in and day out. And in John 8, 32, it says, for you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You will know heaven's realities over your circumstance and you will find freedom. You will know what God says over the dry, cracked, gaping parts of your heart. And as you begin to meditate on his truth, his word, that the, that the soil of your heart begins to come together for the first time in your life. See, it's the truth, it's the divine spoken word from heaven, the God, the God that created you, that said, I've got a plan and a purpose for your life. That source 
You need to be plugged into that source so that you can hear that truth over your circumstances. That's how you live fully alive. So what does it look like to meditate on the truth? What does it look like? For me, it's, it's going back to the written word. It's going back to the words that he's spoken over me in my life. It goes back to that drive that I had with him when he's giving me supernatural downloads of what he's about to do in my season. And by the way, that that season was long, but he provided for us in ways we could never imagine. But it required some steps in the process. I would not have been able to take the steps if I was not living fully alive, plugged into the source, receiving truth. And so the soil of your heart today, this is what I wanna close with, is a place that you are intended to bear fruit because the word says, abide in me and you will bear fruit. You are not intended to go create water on your own. The soil that I see on the ground is not sitting there going, water. Mm. Let me try to like squeeze some out of my soil. It needs water. It's waiting for the seasons to shift for the gentle rain from heaven to come down and to saturate the soil. You're not intended to mm, create the water that you need in the soil of your heart to be fully alive. He's like, listen, if you'll remain in me, if you will plug into the source, if you will abide in the truth that I've spoken over your life, you will experience a drink from me that the word says will never run dry. Never run dry. And that supernatural drink from heaven can not only mend your soil, but it can keep it in a place that you can see actual growth in your life. The defense mechanisms that you've put in place over the course of your life to try to shield yourself from any more pain is the very thing that is rejecting the water that your soil so desperately needs. And so today, I think what God is asking us into is He's saying, sons and daughters, I want you to remember that I have created you, that I've knit you in your mother's womb for, for you to um, be alive and full of purpose. That I've created you in such a way that you are going to bring life and light to dark places. That you are not a victim, but you are a warrior. And he's saying, I am actually like, I've created you this way. And then when, I, when you were born, I created you in such a way that you could plug into me and you would never run dry. And so today, I think what God is saying is he's saying, I want you to let me rain on you, a gentle rain. A rain that starts today, but it carries into your tomorrow. And it carries into Tuesday and into Wednesday, and into Thursday, and into Friday. And the gentle rain continues on a Saturday, and it continues again on a Sunday. And so you are not going from day to day being starved from nutrients. And you'll begin to see as the steady rain of truth is poured over your life that the, the seeds that you've planted some of you years ago 
are still there and they will become fully alive. Because we serve a supernatural God. And so I don't want anyone in the room or watching online to think, well, I had a seed, but my soil has been cracked for so long that it has to be dead. So now I've got to go get new seeds. That's not the way our God works. Because see, what He put in deposits inside of us can outweather any storm. And He can actually hold on to some stuff for us until it's time to live fully alive. He's your protector. He's your provider. He's the one that will give you the rain that you desperately need. So I want our ministry team to come down front. And I I know we're gonna have a couple in the back as well. Um, In this back corner over here. But today I feel like the invitation, first of all, let me say this. Your journey is your journey. You are an individual created with the fingerprint of heaven. And what you might be good at or what you might struggle with might not look like the person next to you and that's okay. And so as we're talking about this and we're talking about plugging into the source and receiving truth, this is an individual uh, conversation. Your plug into the source is not gonna look like your husband's because God is gonna provide for your husband and your children in ways that they need that you might not need yet. So don't compare where you are. And as we go into this time of ministry, I wanna invite you to personally check the soil of your heart. Personally. It's an, it's an individual ask. Because remember, when you're plugged in and you are hearing the truth, God's truth over your life and your circumstances will be unique to you. He needs to speak to you. So for some, you might say, I don't, I don't know that I've ever said yes to Jesus. I don't know that I have ever in my life actually plugged into any kind of source. I've never heard about this before, but you know what? I realize there is a lot of power absent from my life. There's a lot of being fully alive that is not present. And I think it's Jesus that I need. And I'm gonna say it is. And so as we're worshiping here in a minute, I wanna invite you to come down and just say, I need Jesus. That's enough. That's more than enough. For some of us in the room, I think we have probably found that we have plugged into the wrong source. And we're looking for truth in all the wrong spots. And God is saying, I am here. I'm reaching my hand down and I'm saying, would you receive me? Would you take hold of my gift for you? Would you plug back into me? And it's just as easy as that. And so today as we're worshiping, if you're like, you know what? There's areas of my life that I need to uh, readjust my plugs, that I need to plug back into the source. Or maybe you need to hear some truth that can set you free. Our team can pray for you that as well. So I just wanna pray over you today before we worship. Um, Go ahead and stand if you don't mind. 
Jesus, You have met us like since worship started, since the opening happened, and the beating of today has been Your name, Jesus. Jesus. Over your life, Sozo, I speak Jesus over you. I say that you are created on purpose for purpose and you were intended to live fully alive, nothing less. That God is reaching down to you from heaven today and saying, receive my free gift. I've done it with love in my heart. Before you were qualified, I reached down and gave you a gift and I'm just asking, take a hold of it. That's all. Take a hold of the gift that I've called you into, that a grace that I wanna put on your life. And so God, I thank you that you are mending broken hearts. I thank you that today is the beginning to um, a continual, soothing, gentle rain over us, Sozo. That the soil of your heart and your circumstances they will come fully alive in the name of Jesus. And so God, I thank you that we are individuals in your eyes. I thank you that you see us right where we are. And I thank you that you love us just the same. In Jesus' name, amen.